for example, if the client turns around and said, we're guilty, I'm guilty of this, we can't go and tell the court that. Mm. But we can't go and put a defense forward for him at court. Responded with, okay, conspiracy is done. You don't have to go and drop off, whether it's flavor, whether it's nothing, whether that conspiracy is already taking place. If you're acting with the client, no lawyer will say, are you guilty daily? Are you guilty? No. Mm. That's for... The course to ask it. Do you ever advise your clients to, mm. to, to just plead guilty? Just like, mate. Yeah, loads of times. Oh, really? Yeah, sometimes you have to. Like, I'll say to people, I'm not a magician. I'm a legal tactician. I say this quite a lot. Just because you did it, it does not mean that you're guilty. Because if someone breaks into my house and I don't know, I'm going to do a magic. His safety is basically your responsibility. No, no, no. no you're <laughs> serious. <laughs> serious. That's here to drink the water. Search me if I've. You don't have to let them search you, but if you're not under arrest, you can go. You're not obliged to answer any questions. You can walk away. New questions every day. How's a brother supposed to sleep? Listen, I give younger books. Trying to educate myself as I'm running through these streets. There's no such thing as black and black crime. You can hit us in the DMs if you want the smoke. Pew, pew, pew. Not sure where the conversation's gonna go. But did you do your research? Yeah, I wanna know. That's the life of a domino. It's the domino effect. Straight into it today. Let's get ready to domino. I thought we were just jumping straight in. Just right, jump straight in, bro. Right, There's a defense for every offense. Yeah, you know that slogan. <laughs> <every day>? <laughs> <laughs> you know that I slogan? only said that because you said you said it like that. Let's get ready. <laughs> <laughs> that slogan's been going off on TikTok, though. It's been going off. Hasn't yeah, it? some people been saying like I see on the made you think comments when someone does anything like to do. Um, like any criminal activities, people in the comments will be like, "There's a, f there's a defense for every offense." I know. Back in the days when I was growing up, it was um, where there's a blame, there's a claim. Along, I know. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that still. That PPI sort of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now it's changed. To, to now you got your defense for every offense. You need to, you need to. Uh, what's it? Watermark it. I've tried to do it. Mm. It's not letting me. Why? The intellectual property department who uh, trademark names or brands or whatever, they came back with a response saying, because it's legal and what I'm saying is not true. Oh, oh shit, they can do that. I didn't know they can do that. Is it, is it not true though? Well, it's not, because if you're guilty, there's not a defense for no, being guilty. It, 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 it's, it's, it's not true. It's both, let me, exp I can explain to you. Yeah, I'll explain on. to you now. So. A defense. So there's certain offenses that there are defenses in law. For example, assault, defense, self-defense, mm. conspiracy to supply, defense did not enter into a conspiracy. But there are some offenses mm. that in law there are no defenses. Okay. For okay. example, no insurance. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Possession of a firearm. Uh, which yeah. basically means you either did it or you never. There's no defenses in law. But now, for example, if a firearm was found in your car, they'll charge you for possession of a firearm. Mm. Even if you don't know who put it there. So you're not going to go to court and admit it. You're going to go to court and say not guilty even though 
there's no defenses in law. But if you go and say not guilty, you're going to be putting forward an explanation. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you are putting forward a defense. So yeah. if you look at it like that, if you go ahead and plead not guilty to anything, mm. there's a defense for every offense. Mm. So did you did you do appeal that decision or no? Is that that's 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 what it is? No, that's what it is. I think yeah. that there's. I think I'm, I'll make a new application when I can. But if it's th- if that's the rule, then it's never going to get trademarked. Oh. But that's people can use. It doesn't matter. People can use it. So what? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I don't yeah. care. You just can't make money off it, basically. But yeah. I, we have some quick fire questions for you, actually. Let's so go. Let's go. So, like today, we're debunking myths with the criminal court cases, and a few of our listeners we wanted to know. But first, is just to give like a taste of what. So that people know a bit about, like, what, describe your typical client that would come to you. Typical client would be... Uh, like demographic, offences, et cetera, et cetera. The most common offences that I deal with uh, is probably drug supplying. Mm-hmm. So possession of a class A drugs with uh, intent to supply, or it would be a conspiracy to supply. So most of... I would say 40 to 50% of my workload is uh, are drug cases. Uh, and um, is that what you wanted to know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah so there. Mm. Is there any cases that you wouldn't do? Yeah, sometimes. Like, obviously, without giving specifics, but like what kind of like... Along For example, someone has been racist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've turned cases away, racist cases before. So mm. in terms of defence... That they weren't, they're trying to prove that they weren't racist when they clearly are. Or yeah, I mean, look, uh, most of the, so I'll give you a scenario. There was a march in the West Midlands, mm-hmm. English Defence League march, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there was lots of fights in Birmingham city centre, and people were getting arrested from both sides. So I got a phone call, and from someone I know and they said someone they know has been involved in this and again charged with a fray or public order offence. So they came to my office and I realised that they were actually being racist. Mm. Was this the Muslims versus Hindus? That that, that No, uh, English Defence League. Oh, yeah, EDL, EDL, yeah, sorry, I missed it. EDL, EDL. Yeah. Yeah. I know recently up in, in, in Leicester. I was talking about that yesterday to someone, uh, coincidentally. Yeah, because yeah, it's just like the Hindu nationalists were trying to. Ha- yeah, have, like, I think Muslim. over 100, 200 of them came. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. then people have got charged as well, to be fair. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have got charged. And it's very surprising that none of the actual people the, from the Hindu side, the extremist side, who came into. Leicester, they were they were from Leicester. I think they came from London or other places. Mm. They came into Leicester on coaches asking for trouble. None of them have been charged, as far as I know. Mm. A few other people from the people who are defending themselves from these people, they have been charged from them groups. So it's a mm. bit unfair, really, because I'm representing a few people on them cases too. Oh, are they, are they you rep- so the, if they, you're representing Muslims who were, I suppose, fighting back against... Fighting back, and it's it, the offences are not huge offences. It's like a fray or, or public order offence. doesn't carry a custodial sentence necessarily, but it's just the fact that how we happen, and it's just like uh, loads of people have been charged, but it's... The Muslims who are got charged, mm. who have got charged, rather than the Hindu side, I don't know why. They probably have, I'm not probably not aware of it, but as far as I know, 
It's just one side. Just it's just supposedly one side. defending themselves. Yeah. yeah some some just come into their prop like their Yeah, they they're coming to defend the area. The area, isn't it? And then the other question we had we had is do you have actually no, actually one cause one I was watching on um because Luton is kind of where I grew up, so I watched Luton, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty four hours in police custody. I watched that. And recently um there was a case where someone entered a guy's house. He's chased down the guys who were on bikes. He's ran them off the road. He went to court and he got a not guilty from the jury. And then the the judge has brought back the case. And then the judge themselves has sentenced the guy to 22 months saying that he's or something like he's a threat to society. So that it was like to protect society, the judge has overturned the jury and the judge solely has um, put him in prison. So I wanted to ask you, what are the laws around that? Because I always thought what the jury's decision was was legally binding. So how can a judge then just throw that to the side and then bring it back? I can't answer that question because I don't know anything about it, but mm. I've never seen that happen. I've never, that's why I was, comp- I was just like, if that? a jury reaches a verdict, mm. it's done. If the prosecution then have to charge with this different offence, that's a, that's a different scenario. Mm. But they brought. But they probably charged this guy. For, I'm assuming for attempted murder or something like this. Mm. He used his car as a weapon. Mm. So this is what I think would have happened. Mm. The proper way, the procedure way would have been this. Because, but you know what? They, they brought him back on an order. There was a name of the order. They were like, it was something like the protection of society. They've charged him with that. To, and basically, what they was the CPO, a community protection order. That's the one. That's what they done him. They gave him that. Yeah, instead. Yeah. So, 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 so what's what, that? What, what is that? Yeah. That's a protection order. So you have certain conditions mm-hmm. to not do certain things. So I don't know what specifics are, uh, what he got sentenced for. It may be you can't drive uh, in a car in a certain area or something along them lines. I don't know the specifics of that case. Mm-hmm. But did you see that TikTok, Mizzy, mm-hmm. who goes into people's houses? Mm-hmm. He got a community protection order against him. Mm. His was, I think, uh, not going to people's houses or something like that. Like he breached it as well. And he got arrested again, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. Similar sort of scenario. But, but the one you're saying is Mizzy actually, they basically put something that they knew he'd infringe and then that, that's how they could. But this guy, he just, they brought him back on that um, offence. Obviously, if you don't know, but I'll send you the case after and you can have Send me the case because... I'll understand it better than you. No disrespect. Yeah, yeah of But course. of course, it's my area. I'll have to know exactly what happened. Yeah, cool. I'll, I'll send it to you. And the background to it, because it may be that this guy has done something like this before. Mm. No, he said he's... So the, the reason why there was a GoFundMe, they were actually trying to overturn it because guy never had any criminal record. What actually happened is the two the two guys, it was in Dunstable, entered his crib. I've been to Dunstable. Yeah, it's just like down the road from Newton, but they, they entered his crib. They done a burglary. He caught them mid-act. What he's done, he's got into his car. He's chased them. And when he's chased them, He's run them off the road. So he's committed offence, but when it's gone to court, the jury have said, because of the circumstance, he's not guilty. Not guilty, yeah. But then they said on the community protection order, he got 22 months. And he and then he actually went and did time. But I'll send you the case. It was Send bad. me the case, let me look into it. it was con- in my area, it was controversial. They were like, how can I'm you do that? I'm surprised I didn't hear about it. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, on, it was on the show on TV recently, like a week ago. It was, it was controversial, mm. but I'll, I'll send it to you. Send it to me, please, when you get a chance. Mm. No, no, I will. And then the other case I had, do you have the choice to press charges um, if a crime's committed against you? The reason why I say that, I ask that question is because 
I used to work in security. Uh, I used to be a doorman. And certain like low-level violent acts will be like, okay, if you want, you can go and press charges. And it kind of, the police gave them the choice. But then I'm hearing, like, if it's, say, a firearm offence, if you're the victim of a shooting, you don't have a choice in whether you press charges or not. If you've been shot, the police will just take it forward anyway and try to convict that person. So I just wanted to... Your, your choice is this. I mean, if you are a victim, victim of a crime, you can go to the police. Mm. You can give a statement, and that statement can be read in court, yeah? Sometimes what happens is victims give statements and then they have second thoughts and don't want to go ahead with the prosecution anymore. Mm. In those sort of cases, it all depends on how much the prosecution are relying on the evidence of the victim and how much other evidence do they have. So have they got CCTV? Have they got, just say, phone records that they can convict without the victim? And if it's that if it's that kind of case that they can go to court and have a trial without the victim being present and they feel they can win it, then they will continue without the victim. Also, oh, it's literally just based on whether or not they can win. So yeah, yeah. regardless of the victim, they just want to get this person. Yeah, yeah. So Even if the victim turns around and says, look, I don't want this guy prosecuted anymore, but if they've arrested him and they've charged him and there's CCTV... They're gonna do it anyway. They can they can carry on pros prosecuting because oh, cases, the case the title of cases before King Charles when the Queen was alive, of course, it was R and or R versus whatever the name is like R versus Yakub. Mm -hmm. That w that is the name of the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now R stands for Regina. Now it's turning direct, so it's ER or something like that, but R versus, for example, Ahmed Yacoub will be the name of a criminal case. For example, if I've murdered somebody, it will still be called R versus Ahmed Yacoub. Mm -hmm. So the Crown is the one who's prosecuting you, if you get what I mean, mm -hmm. not the victim. The Crown is prosecuting the defendant or the suspect on behalf of the victim. I get it now. So regardless, of, so it's not the victim versus X. Whereas like saying a civil case, it'll be X. Right? Yes, yeah. you got it there. You got it. You got yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Exactly that. Exactly that. So it's versus the queen. So it's king now, the king now, mm -hmm. the crown. Yeah, it's like it's king's council rather than queen's yes. council, isn't it? Yes, exactly. And then leading on to that, if, if a client were to disclose information to you, do you, is there any circumstances where you're allowed to disclose that to any third parties? My duty to my client. Mm. We have a duty to our client. And we have a lot of duties. Duty to the court, duty to the client. Mm. Confidentiality duties. And we can't mislead the court if our client tells us something. Mm. For example, if the client turns out and said, we're guilty, I'm guilty of this. We can't go and tell the court that. Mm. But we can't go and put a defense forward for him at court. Mm -hmm. If you get what I mean. So we can't go. That will be misleading the court. So our main duty is to the court. We are officers of the court. So if, the cli if a client tells us something, we're not allowed to tell the court or other people because of the duty to have a client and the duty of confidentiality, 
But we can't go and make something up for the client because mm. the, the duty to the court will override that duty, if you get what I mean. But isn't that the point of the defence, not necessarily to make things up, but to find loopholes or laws that m- might be able to get a jail-free card for the individual in question? Like favourable to the... Because, yeah, cool, I, I, I've got drugs. Like, As my friend, for example, he was caught on a... Uh, like on, on an Obo case where he's someone had given him something, um, and then he'd pass it on to like a um, an officer. Um, but the, what he gave the officer was just flour. Okay. So he's given officer flour. So in that case, like he's technically innocent, but he did have. They were, I think they were trying to do him on intent to supply conspiracy, probably. Mm. He would. It was, it was a part of a larger case, so they're trying to get a whole network of people yeah. and he just so happened to get caught up in this network even though he had no involvement but obviously to them by you giving the flower to the officer there's some kind of involvement now it's it's a technicality so in that case like you're not necessarily making stuff up for him but it's more so finding loopholes although he is guilty he's also not guilty at the same time yeah of course I mean for example a, a conspiracy a conspiracy is an, is an agreement between two or more people to carry out a specific offence Okay. So if that police officer, for example, UCOs, they're called undercover officers. That undercover officer has, for example, I'm not saying it has happened, but hypothetically, if he's text your mate and said to him, I want some drugs or I want two of each or something along them lines. And he's responded, responded with, okay, conspiracy is done. You don't have to go and drop off where there's flavor, where there's nothing, where there's that conspiracy has already taken place. If you I think. Right. I think in this case, what the saving um, ace, um, saving grace was, the text didn't come from the individual in question. The there text came from someone else. There you go. He had no communication with the officer. It was just a transaction. Just a transaction. He probably didn't even know what it was. Uh, but the thing is, you can be found guilty of drug supply even if the drugs are fake. Mm. Really? That's what they tried so? to do. Yeah, you can. Yeah, but but, but how in then? law because of th- it's all about intention. Intention mens rea is called. So even if, but even what if I know because it, you, you give fake drugs, I'm just doing pretending to be a drug dealer and just giving fake drugs. But he thought the real drugs. Uh, okay, that's crazy. It's about mental uh, mens rea is called. But and then you said something two of each. The one thing I was going to ask, and that kind of leads me on to questions. So then, how do the court lead to conviction of like colloquial? So in terms of use of slang, because you say no, I say okay. No one really says text drug dealers. I don't know anyone does drugs, but... No, they don't, of course. But, but they no won't, they won't be blatant, innit? No, no one will say to a drug dealer, yo, give me heroin. Give me, give me heroin. <laughs> They'll say, oh, can I have two of each? But how can they actually take it to court and be like, that two of each meant he wanted this? Because two of each could mean... They can't. Oh, okay. Okay. It's very hard. They have experts, drugs experts and slang language, experts, experts for everything. Mm. Two of each could mean... Two donuts. Uh, two donuts. But forget that for now. I've had cases where they've charged my clients for class A, supplying heroin and crack. Mm. And people turned around and just, just say there's been there's been um messages to uh whites mm-hmm. and two darks. Yeah, two white, two darks, yeah, yeah. Something like that. It was I can't remember exactly. And my client said his instructions were yeah, two white widows. And two hash. Mm. I don't sell class A. I'm a cannabis dealer. Mm. And that case, the prosecution agreed with us that yes, 
we'll give we'll drop the class A and we'll add class B onto the indictment if your client is willing to plead. And of course, class A, the sentences are there and class B, they're here. Mm. So we took that. Mm. That's crazy. But I think, it's, but even then, it's like on the whole conspiracy thing. Sometimes there's only one message or a couple of phone calls. It's not really. But how do you prove that? Because they're saying there's experts, but as you know, the, the slang language and colloquials change all the time. Like take something stupid like, Growing up, to me, two quid to me meant two pound. Now we, two quid means two thousand. Means two thousand. So slang changes. All, how can you even prove like a oh, bag? Meant a bag. Nah, yeah. A bag mean. Yeah. So that's why it's like, how do you even prove that? That is that colloquial. Exactly. That, so every is case that, is different, isn't it? Mm. Every case. So you don't don't forget that these officers are trained as well. Mm. If if an officer is on a drug squad for the Metropolitan Police, for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, or any police force, mm -hmm. they would have been doing this for years. So they've seen quite a lot of stuff, so experience as well. And that counts in court experience. It, holds, it holds weight no, in it, court. Because obviously I know the experience comes into it. And let's be honest, people know what they probably mean, but the whole point of law is beyond reasonable, reasonable doubt. The jury have no. to be sure. That's what I'm saying. That's what our job is, to put doubts in jury. Says we don't have to make something clear. The pro that's the prosecution job. The prosecution job is to make the jury believe beyond reasonable doubt and they have to be sure. Let me give you an example. That's clear water. Mm. We don't need to change the color of this water. We just need to add a little bit of dirt into it and that's doubt. Mm. Yeah. Let me give you another example. You're on who wants to be a millionaire. Mm. You've got three lifelines intact. You are on the million dollar question now. You know the answer. You you think 99.9% .9 you know the answer. But you think to yourself, I've got three lifelines here and I've only got last question. So just to be that 100% sure, let me just phone a friend. Mm. Mm. Not, and that not, guilty. Not, guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not guilty. Not guilty. Mm. And, and that's what Brizzy kind of brought up, this line of questioning. You mentioned um, about disclosure. So, you know, say like an OJ Simpson case, or we can't prove it, but OJ Simpson's lawyer probably sat down with him and said, did you actually do this crime so I can come up with a, a defence? How, in terms of you yourself, obviously you'd be by the book, but do you think there's lawyers out there in this country and other countries where they sit down with a suspect, like in the movies, and says, listen, I actually did this. Johnny how, Cochran. How, how, how can I get off this? Johnny Cochran is someone I, I look up to. Mm. He's Johnny Cochran, so... Is OJ Simpson's lawyer. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No lawyer, I don't think no lawyer or myself would ever come up to you or, I mean, not come, sorry, or sit, just say you're in a meeting with a client. No lawyer will say, are you guilty, Daily? Are you guilty? No. Mm. That's for the course to ask. Mm. What we do is, what I do is, I'll go through the evidence with our client. For example, that OJ Simpson case. Mm -hmm. I would have gone through it because they found a body or something, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah something. So I'll say, what? Well, first of all, I'll say, where was you that time? They found the body. They said, where were you when they found the body? Mm. What were you doing? Uh, did nobody ever say did you do it or not? So it's almost use your own deduction based on the evidence. Yeah, there to, and you basically know what the answer is. 
based on what? <laughs> based. Are <laughs> hey, you setting them up now? No, <laughs> seriously. Based on what you deduce from nice the conversation, you knows that blood. I ain't gonna blood lie. There's so much. There's so much evidence here that, bro. Of course, no. You Sometimes I, mean? I have to say exactly that, brother. Listen. <laughs> They're taking the piss now. They ain't gonna buy that. They ain't gonna brother, buy that, brother. brother. They saw you. Yeah. Come on, brother. I had people sometimes, uh, they don't know what to say, and they say, uh, you know, for example, you were seen by PC Potts, uh, you know, giving a bag to a drug user, a class A drug user. You was in this car, and they've got pictures. Oh, body cam. He's lying. <laughs> He's lying. It wasn't me, bruv. Bro, it was you, man. It's, I'm telling you, it's you. Based on the evidence. No, Based on the evidence. I, I, the way I do it is I just break the evidence down in such a way they have to make their own decision. Mm. What would the jury believe? Do you advise your clients to, mm. to, to just plead guilty? Just like, mate. Yeah, loads of times. Oh, really? Yeah, if you're, sometimes you have to. Like, I'll say to people, I'm not a magician. I'm a legal tactician. Mm. So if somebody is guilty, I would tell them, look, this is going to be a very difficult trial to win. Mm. We might as well go and plead guilty. But okay, sometimes clients say, I'm not guilty of everything though, what they're saying. So all right, then you can put forward the basis of plea and get a good plea deal. So you limit the damages. Mm. What does it mean to be legally embarrassed? Professionally embarrassed. Pro yeah, professionally embarrassed, sorry. It basically means that if I have a client and I'm professionally embarrassed to represent him, it's basically he said something to me in his instructions that I can no longer act for him. Again, uh, for example, he's probably told me I'm guilty and now he wants to have a trial. Mm. So I can't do that unless he doesn't want to put forward a defense. You can put this, you can still have a trial, but you have to put the prosecution to strict proofs. They have to prove it, isn't it? We'd have to unprove anything. So, but the client can't give evidence and put forward a defense. That's probably so it was a massive disadvantage. It's suicide. Of course, of yeah, course. In this particular case, it's that the person in question um, had given instructions. Yeah. Then the lawyer had advised him to go guilty. Guilty, yeah. But then upon review of the actual case evidence, the, another barrister or lawyer saw that, no, like, there's another whole situation here. Like, this should go to trial. You shouldn't just plead guilty. So they had to change lawyers, yeah? They had to change lawyers and they, they, they were professionally embarrassed. Yeah, ex exactly. So their old lawyers, the previous lawyers can't go to court and say, yes, this guy's told us he's going to plead guilty or he's, he's admitted he can't go and say, they can't go and say that. Mm -hmm. That's why they professionally embarrassed and get a new legal team. They're not allowed to tell anyone what conversation took place. Mm. Uh, that makes sense. And then LPP, legal professional privilege. Yeah. Can the absence of knowledge or ignorance lead to either one, the absorption of crime or a lesser charge? Yes. Mm. <coughs> I say this quite a lot. Just because you did it, it does not mean that you're guilty. Mm. What I mean by that is there's two elements that have to be met. They are required. And those two elements are mens rea and actors reas. These two are required for the prosecution to secure a conviction. And, in what, and what are both? What's mens rea? Let me tell you now. Mm. Mens rea is the mental element. What were you thinking at the time of the offence? Mm. What was your intention? Actors reas is the actual action taking place. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
So now let me give you a scenario. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Give me an example. I'll give you an example. You're walking down the road. You've got two, three people just come and approach you. You probably know them. They're coming. They're attacking you now. They've got weapons on them. They've got knives on them. They've got. They come to kill you. You didn't know it's going to happen. You didn't know it's going to happen. If you knew it's going to happen, you're not going to be walking on the streets. You didn't know it's going to happen. You're walking. They've come from behind you and they try to stab you. Now you can fight. You can defend yourself. You've knocked one of them out and you managed to take the knife of one of them. Mm. The other two are still fighting. In the hustle and bustle, or the hustle and tussle, two of them die. You walk off. Tell the police what's happened. For the, it's all on CCTV. Now, nobody can prove now what your intention was. It certainly wasn't to kill anybody. You were just going on your own way. Somebody attacked you. Mm, which was clear to see. So you've committed the offense, mm. but mentally you haven't. There's only one element. Actors reds, yes, somebody's died. Men's rare, no. You didn't want to harm them or you didn't want to kill them. So, so that, that makes me not guilty. So that that make makes you not guilty, yeah. yeah. So is it Someone actually got found guilt, not guilty at a police station for killing three people in 2018. Oh, what was the circumstance? Gerdip Singh, his name was, I think, or Gerdip or Gerdip Singh. Uh. So the similar kind of circumstances. He was a builder. He had a disagreement with other builders. Walking down the street, got, gets attacked by four people. The, sorry, five people. Three of them mm -hmm. get killed. He gets arrested, goes to the police station, gives his version of events. Mm. In another world, he would have got charged and remanded just because people have died. Mm. But it's not about how serious the offense is. It's about what you've done and what you haven't done. So then how does this work when it comes to um, like home invasions and burglaries? Because I, I always hear often in those cases that when someone tries to burgle your house and you end up killing that person as a result. Occupies liability, isn't it? Yeah. So, so what's that? You're liable if somebody comes into your house. Because if someone breaks into my house and I don't know, what, I'm going to do a magic. His safety is basically your responsibility. No, 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 you're no, serious. It's serious. That's here to drink the water first. Isn't it? <laughs> That's a joke. Thing. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah, read it. Occupy liability. So say you break into my house now. Yeah. I don't know who you are. And if I get here, I could take you to court. Even if I trip and fall, I could take you to court. So you break through the window and you cut yourself. That's a bit different, but I'm just saying if I manage to get in and I just fall off the stairs or something because there's water on the thing and uh, water on the floor and I fall, I injure myself. No, I can call get personal injury on your insurance. But if it, but <laughs> That's wild. But like, you know, you see in America... It's the truth, though, isn't it? But you see in America, they have firearms and when someone breaks into someone's house, it seems like... I don't know whether it's sensationalized, but you see, someone, you break into someone's house, you get shot, is what it is. In, yeah. the, U, in the UK, if, someone, if you, someone breaks into your house and you do something nuts to them, what most of the time in court, what do you see? How does it get handled? Like, do you more of the time? I've, they not, I've not personally come across a scenario like that, mm -hmm. but I've seen something recently. I read quite a lot and I read about cases because that's just my life and mm -hmm. I lose my life. <laughs> I'm a bit sad like that. Mm -hmm. So, there's there an old man who I think it's from Cheltenham or Gloucester, something like that. Yeah, and somebody broke into his house and they died or he killed them or something. Mm -hmm. and he was charged with manslaughter or murder, I think it was. But then there was a uh, big movement regarding him. Everyone was saying, no, he was an old guy, old man, 80, 80. But how did they die, sir? 
He killed him or something, he hit oh, him or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he shot him, I can't remember now. He probably shot him with a shotgun. Yeah, 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 because he can carry. And uh, he was charged, but then they took no further action against him. They dropped the case afterwards. Oh, so it wasn't even a knock. So he just got locked. They dropped the case after. Yeah. He got locked up for a bit, and then obviously everyone started saying stuff, protesting, and mm. all that stuff. So they must have saw sense. Isn't it? He's an old guy who would have died probably in before jail. he got to court. Oh, mad. Forget jail. <laughs> <laughs> long. Do, do you deal with any like um, <laughs> cases? I, t- I tend not to. Okay. I tend not to because. Why? It depends. Uh, for example, uh, it's the propaganda surrounding it, first of all, and I don't want to even get into it. But when there's underage people involved, I got my own kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not, and, and I'm not judging anybody because some people are generally not guilty. But I just try not to get involved. Mm. Um, so I tend to deal with drugs cases, murder cases and stuff like that. But on the other hand, I know people myself personally that have been on a night out with a girl, for example. And they've slept, had consensual sex intercourse with a woman. And the next day, the woman's got up and said, this guy's me. Mm been charged and been arrested, charged and gone to court and got found not guilty. I've had three cases like that in my career, my 10 year career. Being, being on the reverse end, if you're a victim, because I think this is what is it like five or 10% actually get convicted. As a victim, is there anything that a victim can do to actually ensure that a conviction does happen? If a, Even if, if they don't go straight away, because what tends to happen is that some of them don't go. Apparently, you're supposed to go straight to the police when that thing happens. But a lot of them choose not to. So, is there something? There are loads of historic <laughs> cases, yeah. mm-hmm. to be fair. And uh, of course, if if they go straight away, it, it's more credible. Because if you've got. Yeah, you should go. You should go straight away. Why, why would you wait that long? Yeah. But then, have you heard recently about the case of Eleanor Williams? Nope. No. I made a video on it. Mm. Have a look when you get a chance. Eleanor Williams is a white female she's serving eight years in prison for perverting the cause of justice oh so they go that yeah 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 i have i have i have i have yeah 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 she got eight years three guys she tried to destroy three different males who don't who have no connection connection with one another what they were on remand i think two of them on remand for a number of months one of them had written on his wall outside his house. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Mm. She got caught. She got eight years. But on the other hand, if those guys, those men were convicted, they probably would have got 15-year sentences mm. because mm. the accusations were disgusting. Grooming, drugging, <laughs> sharing around, passing around. It was disgusting. And she was making them all up. Mm. So you don't know. Mm. You don't know. What do you think of the Telford cases? The Telford cases, uh, to be fair, I mean, thinking in what way? In what way? Like, do you think, because we've had actually, I don't know if you've seen, but we've had Tommy Robinson on, on this platform. And that's what he was big on was Telford, 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 Telford. He's after he's the Telford lot hard, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's after the Telford. He's been to Telford and he's made videos. He's done a lot of campaigns. He's done a lot of campaigning. See, the, the thing with that is, look, again, again, there have been arrests made, mm. yeah, 
and police have taken no further action because there's no evidence to carry that forward. So he's come now and he's grabbed the victims and said, let's go. First of all, if these were real victims, I'm not saying they're not or not, if they were real victims and they've been through all, all that ordeal once, gone to the police and the police have said no further action, listen, we believe it hasn't happened. Now they, he's putting them through that again. It's very a lot of stress. But why is there so he's, much? I think he's got his own agenda, and you, everyone yeah, knows yeah, his yeah, agenda. Yeah, no, of course, of yeah, course. course, it's obvious. He's got his own agenda, mm. so I, d- I wouldn't go on what he's saying. I mean, I don't really watch him. I've just I've heard of him. I've never met the guy. I do see him now and again when, and I think sometimes, not sometimes, most of the time, he's talking nonsense. Mm-hmm. He's not to be believed anyway. So. We don't know what's happening in Telford. I don't know myself. I, I represented a few individuals back in 2015 and they were arrested for these cases, uh, sexual <laughs> cases. And no further action was taken against them. So what but there were, I think in 2011 or 12, there was a gang in Telford that were charged and convicted as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, was, was, there, yeah, was. there was. There was. That, that, as well. that, that's the one he refers to. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I was going to ask us, why is there so much controversy around um, convicting people of sexual crimes? Because like, it, it does seem like, for for how the debate goes, that it's very difficult to convict people of those crimes. Why is it, why is it so difficult to prove that this, this did happen? If, if so many victims come forward. And I think the ones that are so difficult is when the, the alleged perpetrator admits to consensual... Yes, as well, because the DNA is like, yeah, the DNA is there because, yeah, exactly. Sometimes that happens as well. Just say the perpetrator will, sorry, the victim will say, uh, that, um, we've had consensual sexual intercourse before, but on this occasion, he raped me, and then after that, we've had consensual, Mm. yeah, I can see how that can be confusing, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, the jury have to be sure, yeah, 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 the jury have to be sure. So, sometimes, I mean, if there's contradictions. That's all you need, really. That's it? all you need. One or two contradictions, and that's it. Done. I feel like this, this, this stuff is the stuff that's not really highlighted. People just see the black and white. He did this. The outcome was this. The, the courts aren't on our side. When in reality, there's so much new, more so new. I, I done a historic sex case. The lad was from Telford, to be fair. Mm. <laughs> Don't want to get into it. Yeah, yeah Telford's looking at him. <laughs> so <laughs> that case now, I genuinely, I still, I still feel the guy's innocent. Okay. Oh, okay. He's doing his sentence after eight years. He's doing all nine oh. years. You Muslim guy or no? Muslim guy, Asian guy, mm. and what happened with him is there's two victims that came forward. Mm. Both of them are saying similar stories. It's historic now. The dates are historic. Mm. Similar kind of stories, and the police, of course, asked them why. How can you? Because they know the defense lawyers will ask them eventually, anyways. How do you remember? Why is the date so relevant? So one girl was staying, saying that it was my grandfather's birthday at the time or something like that. The other was saying my dog had died or something like that during that period. I don't know. Anyway, my client says, on that one occasion, what she's saying, the dates she's talking about, I wasn't in the country. I was in Pakistan. And he has evidence to prove it. Mm. Court said, okay, 
Their stories were very similar, by the way. It's like they've sat together and, and spoke it through. And spoke it through. Anyway, so the courts and the prosecution have said, okay, we believe that you was out of the country for that one, but we're still going to go ahead with this one. And he got convicted of that. And we told the courts as well. And I genuinely felt that he was innocent and he's going to walk out. I genuinely felt that in that mm. case. Then honest. what are the grounds for the second one, if, if the alibi for the first one? So that one's gone. Yeah. They said it's a separate victim. Uh, they've got no connection between each other and stuff like that. So we couldn't find a connection between them. Uh, you get what I mean? Have you? I know this is an out there case, but I was watching something. It was on, it was on an accredited account as well. In Sheffield... Recently, this guy had been done for because of YouTube. I won't say what it is, but for nonce, for anyone that for American listeners, it begins with it ends in file. So, anyone that's done anything in terms of file crimes, so a nonce, mm. he was caught with nonce imagery, but the nonce imagery was of Marge Simpson doing something nuts to Bart Simpson. And that's when he got prison time for that. He was convicted. So Good. Were the yeah. actual characters? Yeah. So oh. And so well, that made me think that obviously, you know. No, it's, it's just his it's hypothetical scenario given. It wasn't no, no, actually no, it happened in Sheffield. No, it happened, but it wasn't actually Marge Simpson, was it? No, it was Marge Simpson and Bart Simpson. That's all he had. So it was Marge Simpson. Um, so doing like something to Bart Simpson. So like like yeah, yeah kind of like hentai. But obviously because Bart Simpson is underage as the cartoon. But it was still the cartoon though. It's a cartoon. And he got convicted. It came on. Uh, I'll send you the. It was. It happened in Sheffield. Wow. And actually, yeah, he got. That was the only thing he had. Didn't obviously he had other things. Then no, but how do you know the, though? That's the only thing he had. It says it on the. I'll send it to you. Apparently, that was. The only thing is, uh, of course, this kind of thing, Sal. And now you've told me the story. I'm very intrigued yeah, by that yeah, story. Yeah. I want to read it. Mm. This kind of thing, Sal. Yeah, let me okay. See. So you can't believe everything the media says. So you're saying yeah. there has to be more. There has to they, be more. They've led with this particular part to obviously... Definitely. Yeah, to get people to read it. To get people to read it. Because what 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 would be the legal criteria under that? Because it's just cartoons. It's probably it? indecent images. And the cartoons one is just probably just to make the story a bit more spicy. But they, they, they can't convict you for the cartoon thing, can they? Okay, interesting. Yeah. I'll have to leave my job if somebody gets convicted. For that <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to quit. But even so, that's still kind of, that's dodgy anyway, though. Yeah, it's dodgy. But, but again, it's not for you to judge, really. It's not for me to judge. Yeah. And if somebody is not guilty of something they're in law, they're not enough, guilty yeah. of law, aren't they? So it's laws made for reason. Eh? No, no, no. Exactly that. Exactly that. What got you into law? I got into law because of two reasons. Uh, one of my close friends was uh, convicted of attempted murder. Mm. Very close at the time. And you were young at the time? 16. All right, yeah. And I felt that he was misrepresented. And if he was properly represented, he would have saved nine years of his life. A second time was that another person that I know, an associate of an associate at that time, again, I was really young, about 19-ish, 18, 19. Uh, they had a case. It was a massive sort of case. And I was there and I went to see the, just wanted to go with them, to be fair, just to see how it's like to go into a solicitor's firm. And, the solicitor asked a massive sum of money from them to be fair mm. in order for them to uh, in order for him to represent him and i looked at him and i said listen if you not in no disrespectful way but i was a bit young then you know you'd be young you'd be very confident and i've been like that since day one i've been very confident so i looked at if you can take that much money out of this family 
I can do ten times what you do. Mm. So that them, them were the two reasons. So one was money, to be fair, which I'm not gonna say and lie. It was money. Everybody wants to make money. Everybody wants yeah, to, you know, live nice. So I've I've actually found the case. So he wasn't sentenced. So I'll, I'll read you. So Graham Moon, 23, of Grindon Lane, a student at the University of Sunderland has been convicted of possessing indecent images in the form of Bart Simpson being sexually abused by his mother, Marge. He has been sentenced to a community order and will not be placed on the sex offenders register. So it's all right then, isn't it? They're still mad being on your record. Still mad because it's a conviction. But there'll be other stuff in there as well. Ah, Indecent images, it won't just be that. And I did mention indecent images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then another question, you know mental health? Mm-hmm. Like obviously you know and people going in the prison system and I know certain people that have gone into prison and they're definitely tapped and by tapped I mean like they definitely have they're not, so well. they're not well in terms of just in being they're a threat to society just in terms of they sh- should be in a mental institu- institute rather than the prison. Hey, how does that cross over? Because you see all these crazy videos on Snapchat of certain people who I'm not even a psychologist, but we can see that this guy is is he's, he's shouldn't be in these institutions. See, what happens is there's, um, again, uh, there's experts. So there's something called fitness to plead mm-hmm. and something called fitness to stand trial. Fitness to plead is basically an expert judging you if you're well enough in your head, you're in your senses to go to court either to say guilty or not guilty. Mm. Yeah. If you go past that stage, then there's another one test. It's called a fitness to stand trial. And it's exactly what it says on the tin. So they assess you if you're fit enough to go to court and have a trial. Does it benefit the... Before they go. And these are experts, doctors, so... Well, but what about in that instance of that, in that crime? Like, for example, say you're fit enough to stand trial now. But let's say, okay, it's a woman... She was going through postnatal depression at the time she committed the crime. She's had some kind of traumatic, and at the time she committed the crime, she wasn't in fit state, but now she is. Where does that go in terms of lines? It depends how an expert will put it. I mean, how, uh, it depends if an expert will be able to say that or no, mm. to be fair. Uh, I mean, how will an expert know that or she was okay, she was mad then? Mm. Well, she was insane then, now she's sane. Mm. Well, so if, the ex- if the expert can prove that, then does that benefit the person in general, in, in question? Yeah, of course, then they're not fit enough to stand trial, then they won't, they'll be sentenced to go to a hospital rather than a prison. Mm. And then after the they'll hospital, get sectioned. They, they'll get sectioned and then out. But yeah. how prevalent do you think that is? Because so many men I know that I've seen, and this might be anecdotal, who are not well, but they still get go to big boy prisons. Like, how did. Is it Depends how problem? unwell they are. Ah, uh, so then it becomes subjective. Like oh, this guy, okay, he's got mm. depression rather than mm. schizophrenia. Yeah, this is nothing about law. This is nothing to do with law. It's about psych- psychologists and psychiatrics. Also oh, abstract, kind of like how a non-executive. Yeah. To a business, you have the execs, and then you have the other, but then the non-exec in silo will then make separate decisions about how it's run, who's impartial to yes. what is going on. Yeah. Okay. I just say now, of course, when you commit an offence, like you mentioned earlier, I don't think I clarified that. When I answer questions, I like to clarify them properly. Yeah. Mm. It's a postnatal depression that would be mitigation rather than a defence. Or you uh, know. so, so, how does that work? Obviously, I, I mean, just say if somebody commits an offence, just say if a woman 
goes and beats someone up mm. and she's got postnatal depression and that that could work in her favor not as a defense but as uh, mitigation mitigation is basically limit limiting damages it's damage limitation so yes i've done it but the reason behind it was this mm. so is that so rather than getting not being convicted will it just be a lesser sentence yeah more you'll still be convicted but your sentence will be reduced exactly limit uh, damage limitation mm. Mm. and and this one's more for the man then in terms of now stop stop and search laws are constantly changing what advice would you give to young people in terms of being stopped in the street and being stopped um in, in the a vehicle cars. do you have to give permission for police to search what do you have to do in those circumstances um, see police won't normally search you what they can do is ask for documentation in relation to your license and your vehicle insurance mm. and they if that's all clear then if that's all clear then you're good to go but then if there's just say for example if they feel the only way they will say to you that uh, we want to search you for example if you fit a description of someone they are looking for or if there's actual crime uh, taken place which could be i don't know smoking or s- s- the mo- the most common one they use is section 5 misuse of the drugs act they'll all say that mm. but can't we can't they just manipulate that say they want to that's what I'm saying they'll all say that regardless oh. regardless mm. of what and then they covered their own back then isn't it but what my advice would be just be calm and cooperative if you haven't done anything wrong you don't have to be worried and sometimes if you have done something wrong you don't have to be worried because mm. i'm there i'm joking <laughs> 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 but yeah so don't get too worried because the police officers again they train people on there so they're gonna look at you and they can tell who's worried and who's not mm. can tell is quite but quite the main thing is i want to see to them like to the young people if someone stops you do you actually have to say ah oh. Like, yeah. Like, do, I, do I have to let them search me if I've... You don't have to let them search you, but if you're not under arrest, you can go. Mm. You're not obliged to answer any questions. You can walk away. Because mm. oh, so a, a few times I've been stopped and they're asking million, millions of questions. They'll ask you quickly, quickly as well. Uh, they won't let you think about anything. And I'm, asking, I'm just like, sometimes the main thing is like, where are you going? I'm like, why are you even asking me this? Do exactly. I, do I have to answer that No, question? you don't have to answer that question. Okay. Said. So, none of your business officer but you have to be if you be polite mm. police officers are people aren't they so if you be polite to them they'll be polite back to you mm. if you be disrespectful to them uh, they might be disrespectful back to you the human beings aren't they mm-hmm. so uh, yeah answer the c- answer questions if you want to if you don't want to answer mm-hmm. you're not obliged to answer them questions mm. cool and on that note been other people here, so let's wrap up. But do you, do you got any like shout outs? Like, where can people find you? Any yeah. work you're doing, your videos that you, that you I've, do? I've well? just started a YouTube channel, no longer goes well. So, I'm making a bit more in depth videos because my TikToks and my Instagrams are a bit short 30 seconds, mm. one minute. So, my YouTube, if you go on there, there'll be more lengthy videos where I go into common offenses as well. And every week or every two weeks, I upload a video. So, that's somewhere. Ahmed Jacoub, the name of that is. And then my TikTok, of course, Ahmed Jacoub. Instagram, Ahmed Jacoub as well. Facebook. We'll put it all up there as well. Put for up there. Yeah. yeah, plug it and then people will see. And then if they ever need anything, they can contact <laughs> me, isn't it? But before I go, I would like to say thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it's been you, a pleasure speaking to you guys. And I want everyone to remember there's a defense for every offense. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, share, subscribe. You know the deal.